Welcome to the Resonate Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Um, if you'd like to take a seat, I want to um, give a message, a message that's been on my heart for, well, hard to say really. I've known that I'm going to be giving this message for quite some time. Um, and I was all prepared and ready for it. I'd, I'd worked out what I was going to speak about and I prepared and I practised. And Monday a couple of weeks ago when I had my beautiful friend family with me for dinner on a Monday night, I was asked, so this message that you're giving, have you run it by anyone to check to make sure that it's right? Okay. And then Sunday, not yesterday, but Sunday a week ago, we, Penny and I, decided to go to um, Sapphire Life Church for their Sunday service. And as we were going there, we... We drove through that, that storm that smashed Marimbula. And, and when we were driving there, we went through this storm that had hail that's broken windows and, and damaged cars. And as we were driving along, a tree fell down across the main road and we had to slam the foot on the brake and, and direct traffic around that because this storm was so big. And it made me start to have a bit of thought about what I was going to talk about because tomorrow's Christmas and and I don't know about you but how much have we heard about Christmas in the last three weeks, a month, I think it was the day after Easter that they bought Christmas toys and what have you into the supermarkets. We've heard so much about Christmas And it made me wonder how much of that today, Christmas 2018, how much really is important? From the the messages that we see on the news, the stories on the likes of Sunrise and and, um, Current Affairs, podcasts we listen to, we had a... um, a service yesterday and Chris gave a message about the gift of Christmas. Then last night, Jeremy at Sapphire Life gave another message and it still made me wonder how much of this truly today is important. The Christmas tree, the decorations, the baubles, I only found out this year that that's what they call baubles, are they really important? In fact, the, the Christmas message itself, although true and a significant part of the Gospels, today, is it really important? This is the first time I've ever had the honour, and I call it an honour, an honour of speaking a Christmas message. But the message I speak tonight, I don't think, is a message that you would normally hear at Christmas. But I think it is a message that truly is what Christmas is all about. 
so what's Christmas really about? So let's see how we go. What's Christmas really about? God's anger. God's anger. Christmas is about God's anger. Now, to help me get through this, I'm going to start at um, the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 35 on. And I think most of us know this story already, where it says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was, in that boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it nearly was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion, when the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. So these sailors, these sailors knew that the storm was so fierce that they couldn't sail through it. They could see that the ship, their boat, was filling up with water and they, it says, thought that they were going to perish. And so they turned to Jesus. And where was Jesus? Jesus was asleep. Jesus was sleeping on a cushion. Now, we've heard this message before. Jacob spoke this message only a number of weeks ago where he spoke this message, that gave this story when he was giving a message about the voice of fear in our heads. And we we hear this story, and normally when we hear this story, we, we're told that this story is a story about the power of Jesus over the storm. And it is. In fact, the, the disciples themselves, and I love the um, King James Version, where the disciples said, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the waves obey him? So it is a story about the power of Jesus over the storm, but I think it's got a lot more than that. And so I want to look at another story, and this time I want to have a look at a story from the Old Testament, and this book is from the book of Jonah. Jonah? Uh-huh, Jonah. Now we find in Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, that Jonah is instructed, he's actually given a command by God to go to Nineveh and preach repentance. But Jonah doesn't want to do that. Jonah knows that we've got this wonderful, caring, loving God who will forgive them if they do preach that, and he doesn't want that. And so Jonah turns and runs away from God. Now, we find in verse 3 where it says Jonah went to Joppa or Joppa and 
he found a ship that was sailing to Tarshish. And Jonah paid his fee. He paid the fare that he had to pay to get onto that boat. And he went on and went below decks down. And we then find out, because Jonah's running away from God, Jonah has turned his back on God, disobeyed God, and he's running away. And we find in verse 4 where it says that God sent a great wind down onto the sea that created a violent storm so fierce that it threatened to smash the ship to pieces. God did that. Nature didn't do that. God did that. We're told in that book, verse 4, God created a storm. Not, it didn't just happen. God did it. God created a storm. And that's frightening. I find it frightening because I've spoken about this a number of times. When I was in the Navy, I was on HMAS Perth and we were going across the equator when we came into a storm. And this storm was the biggest storm that I've ever seen. The, the waves were so high and the ship had to go up to the top of the waves and at the peak of the waves, we then crossed and went down into the deepest trough. And at the bottom of that trough, looking up, all I could see was the next wave coming. And it was frightening. It was so scary because I knew that I could do nothing about it. Now, these sailors on that ship were in that storm. They were in that storm on the boat and they too were worrying. They were scared and they started crying out to their gods saying, why are you doing this? What are you doing? And they then cried out to their false gods saying, God, please stop it. But we know that a false God cannot do anything to save us. And so they started throwing things overboard. They started throwing the cargo into the, into the water and they started to really worry and throw things overboard and they then realised Jonah. So they ran downstairs, down below decks to find Jonah. And when they went down below deck, where did they find Jonah? Sleeping. He was asleep. Where was Jesus in the last story? He was sleeping. But these sailors, these sailors, they woke Jonah and said, Jonah, why is your God doing this? And Jonah said, my God... My God is the true God. My God created land. My God created the water, the seas. My God created everything and I am in disobedience to him. 
And so they asked Jonah, what can we do to stop this? And you know what they did? They picked him up and they threw him overboard. And the reason why they threw him overboard was because in verse 12 of chapter 1, Jonah said, I'm in disobedience, it's my fault. Throw me overboard and the seas will calm. And so they threw him overboard and the seas calmed. You see, what we've got is Jonah was disobedient and God created a storm. God created the wind and this massive storm and threw it down onto the ocean at that ship. God did that. And what was that storm? That storm was God's anger. It was his anger. He created a storm because he was angry. And what was he angry at? He was angry at the disobedience. He was angry at the sin. He's angry at our sin. He's angry, he's furious at our sin because he hates sin. And why does God hate sin? Because he's good. He's perfect. God is good. And because he's good and because he's loving, he hates our sin. And because of our sin, he creates a storm and throws it down at the water against us. What we found was that there was a storm coming against the ship and Jonah said, throw me overboard and the storm will stop. And so they threw him overboard and it stopped. They picked him up and they threw him in the water and the storm stopped because the storm was there because Jonah was guilty. Jonah was a sinful man. But Jesus? Jesus wasn't guilty. Jesus was an innocent man. He never sinned. And yet, to stop the storm that was coming down against us, we didn't have to pick Jesus up and throw him into the water. He threw himself into the water. When Jesus was... No. Now, just for a minute, can you imagine, let's just close our eyes and imagine that we are on that boat. We are on that boat and there's a massive 
storm coming against us on that boat. The boat is filling with water and threatening to break apart and we turn to Jesus and Jesus, he's asleep on the cushion. Why is Jesus asleep on the cushion? Because the storm's not coming against him. The storm's not coming against him. He's an innocent man. God's wrath, his anger, isn't coming down against him. But we're on the boat and it's coming against us and we deserve that storm that's coming against us. We deserve that storm that's coming against us because we are sinful people. But just as we are about to get swallowed down into that ocean, Jesus got up. And he threw himself into the ocean to save us. Even though he didn't deserve it, he threw himself into the ocean and died for us to calm that storm that was coming against us. And through calming the storm, God can now freely love us. Just think about it. We were about to be sucked down into an ocean of death. And just as we were about to die, Jesus stood up off that cushion and took off running from the stern of the boat up to the bow and throws himself into the water. And when he does that, the seas calm down. So what are you going to do now that you know that someone loves you so much that they would throw themselves into the ocean and die for you? Are you going to forget about that? Shouldn't you live for that person? Shouldn't you love that person? Shouldn't you believe and follow that person? So do you know what Christmas is all about? It's about a baby. It's about a baby who was born and placed into a manger. About a baby who grew up to lead a sinless life so that 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 baby could become a king who would throw himself into the water to save everyone who was on that boat. Kim, can you pass out the communion emblems? I, I use the, the phrase a king because, you know, our church, this church, we not long back we 
um, sponsored some missionaries from the Ukraine. And when, when they were there and, and I was following them, I saw a story that was put up about a king, an, a Ukrainian king. And I don't know if this was a real story or just a Ukrainian folklore, but this story was about a king who was being taken across the Siberian plains. And he was being taken across the Siberian plains in a, on a dog sled. And on that dog sled, there were slaves driving the, slave, the sled and there was a servant caring for the king. And as they were going across the plains, the story says that they were being chased by a fierce pack of wolves. And as these wolves were closing in on them, they were going as fast as they can, fast as they can, but as they could feel and smell and hear the wolves getting closer to them, the servant jumped off the dog sled and ran. And as the king was taken away to safety, the wolves turned and chased that servant killed and devoured the servant. Now, this story that I read said that the servant gave a Christ-like sacrifice to save the king. But truly, if this was a picture of the cross, it would have been the king that jumped off to save the servant and the slaves. You see, that is why we love Jesus. It's, it's not about religion. It's not about rules. It's simply about loyalty. It's about being loyal to the one who created us and the one who died to save us. Think about that for a moment while you take those emblems. The blood and the body of Christ who died for you. Take an eight, please. Cheers. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Because we love Jesus. We sing songs. We share gifts. Exactly the same way that they did when he was born. But we don't do it because he was born. We do it because he was born and then lived a sinless life so that he could go to the cross to save us save our lives. On Christmas Day, we celebrate the fact that Jesus was born. We celebrate the fact that when 
Jesus saw God's anger, the wrath of God coming down against mankind. He was prepared to throw himself into the ocean to die for us. On Christmas Day, we celebrate the living sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But really, I guess that's something that we should do every day. As Jacob gets ready to end, Plum get ready to uh, lead us in our last carol. Close your eyes for a moment while I pray, please. Lord God, I pray that you will grant the light of Christmas, which is faith, the warmth of Christmas, which is love, the radiance of Christmas, which is purity, the righteousness of Christmas, which is justice, the belief of, Christian, of Christmas, which is truth, the everything and the all of Christmas, which is Christ. As we celebrate the birth, the life and the death of Christ Jesus, may you grant us all these things, Lord, but not just on Christmas Day, but every day throughout the year. Jesus, my Lord, my God. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We'd love to connect with you. If you're in the Bega Valley, we'd love to see you. We meet every Sunday at 17 Upper Street, Bega. We'd love you to become part of Resonate Church. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the rest of the year. There's no